Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Chris Canty in for Key today. CC! Yo! Let's do it, baby! What's happening, man? What the five fingers say to the face? Slap! Well, I mean, that's what Charlie Will Murphy. Smith, that's what Will Smith yeah. said to Chris Rock last night. <laughs> and by the way, when you see it in slow mo, when you see Chris Rock's face go, and then he tries to get the smile like it didn't really matter. I mean, cheers to him. But I'm surprised. Like I would have fought, CC. If another man slaps me on national TV, you're not going to turn your back to me and just walk away casually. I'm coming after you like a cat. And that's why Chris Rock should be respected, the level of professionalism and decorum that he displayed in that moment. The show man. must go on. Think about, think about this. Like, first of all, you don't know what Will Smith is coming up there to do. But I will say this. Because it wasn't pre-planned, you know it's probably not nothing good. And you just made a joke about his wife. Like, for Chris he just Rock. Got four, he, first of all, he got four inches and probably about 30, 40 pounds on him. Yes, absolutely. But if I'm Chris Rock, though, that's one of those instances where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Let me keep some distance between me and Will Smith because I'm not exactly sure what's happening. But after he got slapped, not to go after Will Smith, that's pretty impressive. But see, yeah. see, that's where you know a man hasn't been in a lot of fights before. Because if I see a dude walking towards me, regardless of you're walking towards me during the Oscars, this yeah. is not planned. And even if you smile or an intense look on your face, I'm backing away. My hands yeah. are just slightly up. My, ha- it's my, a, hands, my hands are slightly yeah, up, Max. They, they, it's a little, yeah, it's a little like, yo, what you up here? What you? Yeah. I'm going to have a little bounce to me. You know, exactly. easy to say. Exactly. Easy to say in the moment when you're nah, not. No, I've been in moments like this before. When you're not hosting a show in front of a billion people in a tuxedo and nothing like that has ever happened before, right? Why would you think this is the day it's going to happen? Will Smith was laughing at your joke five seconds ago. He's walking up. It's What, is this part of a bit? You don't know how he's going to mess around? You don't know he's, he's well, looking here's to my thing, though, I'm going I'm to be on alert. Thank I know you. something's going on. And I know this is thing. not normal. If this is a bit, you know what? We practiced the bit before the show. Exactly. Yeah, so if it's not a no, 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 no. It's still, no, no, I don't mean a bit like a pre-rehearsed. I mean, like, maybe it's Will Smith doing shtick, in other words. He's doing, he's like doing a thing for the cameras. You know, don't forget. Oh, he did a thing. He's nominated for cameras. He's nominated. He's nominated for best actor, which he won. And by the way, when he won best actor, he apologized to everybody on earth except Chris Rock. Did you notice that? Oh, there's so much disrespect toward Chris Rock. First of all, the greatest with, stand-up with comedian. The- of all time, I don't care what anyone says. Chris Rock. Well, here's Over the Eddie Murphy? Well, 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 that, well, 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 there, well, there, well, well, well Max, last, yeah, last, last, last night, Will Smith was bigger and blacker than Chris Rock. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> the, the fact that he was willing to slap that man, not punch him, but slap, slap him, him, is the ultimate sign of disrespect. I would much rather somebody come up to me and punch me yeah. than to slap me. Because no if punching he's, you, if, though, if, Chris. But if he slap, because if he slaps you, that's him saying, I'm not worried about any form of retaliation from you. Exactly. And even if you do come at me, I'm more than comfortable handling myself. Yeah, he's not you. worried about it. It's Chris Rock. It's not Chris Canty. Yeah, the only I, thing that would have been worse is he took out a glove, like a white glove, and just slapped <laughs> him with the glove. That would have been worse. would have been so Matter of fact, I think Eddie Murphy has stand-up about that. It's like in the old days, you had to duel, right? <laughs> you to, you I go challenge you to a duel. duel. But, here's the, but here's the thing, though, Max. Even if Chris Rock can't win that one, yeah. sometimes you got to go. Like, there are just some times that you got to agree. I remember when I was in college, one of my mentors was Howie Long, Hall of Fame defensive end. He said, listen, you're going to get in a fight in the NFL, and you're not going to be able to win all of them against some of your opponents. But guess what? That doesn't mean that you don't fight. Right. Like, sometimes you just got to go. Last night, even though it was the Oscars, was one of those moments for Chris Rock where you got to go. Yeah, but if you go, then you lose your job on top of that. Like, he's like, nobody would have blamed Chris Rock for defending himself. Nobody would have. 
I mean, we won't get into the conversation about it. this is the first time the Oscars was actually produced by an African-American guy, which is just kind of like there's such deeper stuff here. Yeah. But I got to tell you, as a fan last night watching it, I was watching it in bed with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe And it made me think, there's so many people, owners of teams, GMs, <clears throat> Dave Gettleman, that I would have loved to just walk up to and just like, just get what <laughs> not, are you doing? Not Dave Gettleman. As a, as, as a Dave New York Gettleman. Giants fan, I'm just. I know we're. I know we're moving advance, and we're yes. talking about what oh this team is gosh. going to be with Brian Dable and what we're, yes. all these other new situations. But there's there's some people in New York area. I'm like, ooh. So so Jay, baby. so Jay, I got to ask this question. After which Gettleman decision did you want to slap? Him <laughs> it would have been multiple. I mean, there would no. Been, but which is the one that's just like what happened? Probably when we probably when we got Saquon. Number two. Second overall pick? Second overall pick. When you could have had Josh Allen? Or yeah. you could have had Lamar Jackson? And I don't even, even, even know where they, they passed projected. on Justin Herbert, Herbert at six because they had Daniel Jones. It's like I wish I could have gone back in time. That was one of those, like, not at the time, but the, I was angry at the time. But, you know, years later to go back after seeing the yep. way Justin Herbert panned out. And by the way, yep. you and I should, like, Jay, is a, Jay, by the standards of earth, is a big, strong athlete, 6'2", and in shape and everything. See qualified that? Yeah. Standards of earth. Of you're earth. not. You're an alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, by you're the standards alien, of see, seven that, that intergalactic. Poorly, according to Max. <laughs> What's that? No, not poorly. You dress like you're going to the blue note right now. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, but Jay. Because Thank I got you. some chinos in a, in yeah, a, in a something about sweater. It's a compliment. It's the way you're pulling it off. It just looks smoothed out. It's like Anchorman in a jazz flute. I don't know exactly going. what's happening right now. First of all, first of all, Jay, when we talk about I don't know when we talk about the Chris Rock slap, Chris Canty should have to recuse himself. If you are, what are you, six eight three forty? Yes. You don't get to talk about normal people stuff. You don't have to worry about the same kind of things like that. But Max, I when I thought you were six seven three twenty, I would have taken my chances. But six eight three forty. Max, I was in an NFL locker room for over a decade. You yeah. don't think there are other big normal. guys? Yeah, yeah, you don't think we, we had disagreements in locker rooms? Yeah, right. Come on, Max. Ted Washington's over there. Yeah. Disagreements are with. It's like Yusuf Nurkic, right? When he walked up to the kid, the kid and he took his phone and he threw it. Like everybody's like, oh, he's a kid. I'm like, that was a grown ass man. Just yeah. didn't look like a 24 years old holding a full yeah, exactly. beer, right? Exactly. He just looked like a kid. And sometimes, it's not until I see CC when he walks in, I'm like, Damn, I got to be reminded, like, the, the, I, this is my life. Like, these dudes are not normal. Right. It's not normal. No, it's so. not. It's not. So it's <laughs> like Larry Allen, bench pressing 700 pounds. It's yeah. not normal. And then, <laughs> and then you'd be exactly. like this. Hey, Chris, where are you from? New York City. But where in the New York City? The Bronx. The Bronx. City. You say, oh, 6'8", 340 dude played from 11 years in the NFL, won a Super Bowl. He's from the Bronx. Maybe you leave that dude alone. <laughs> you let that's that not alone? What, that's not what Will Smith is looking at. When, no, so, no, But there's no, this no. whole Will thing. Will Smith is saying, hey, good CC, good joke, good joke. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm staying my ass in my seat. And Rock doesn't, <laughs> but Rock doesn't comport himself that way, you know, either. He's not, he's not trying to be a tough guy. You know who is a tough guy? How's this for a segue? Who's from the New York area? Who has reinstilled pride in college basketball fans throughout the tri-state area? Shaheen Holloway. Hold on, CeCe. Max? Huh? That was... That was your best segue. Really? That we've had since you've been on the show. Is that right? That was. I must in, be awesome with segues. No, well. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, let's, <laughs> wow. let's just say what it is. Yeah, my, oh, this is my boy. We yeah, talk let's say what it is. Is there a palm tree growing behind me? Because there is so much shame no, say, coming from Jay Williams. No, his yeah, segues, right? his yeah. segues so much are really shame. good. They're really good. I just said that was the elite of the elite. All right. No, they could be bad. I could, everyone has things to work on. Listen. Uh, Shaheen Holloway, I haven't rooted for a college team like this in so long. I was pulling so – I didn't know anything about these guys until a few weeks ago, and I was pulling so hard for him. Here's Shaheen Holloway, St. Peter's head coach, who got to the Elite Eight as a 15 seed, answering questions about his future. Shaheen, 
how do you feel about you know what you might have to go through to handle what might be ahead for you professionally in the next week or so? I mean, have you you've been trying to? I'm not worried about that, Dan. Right now, I'm just worried about those 15 young men right now whose you know heart is broken and and really down. Is is my job as their leader to cheer them up and make sure they understand what they did the last two weeks. And like I said, we're gonna walk out here the same way we walked in with our head up. I mean, they're never going to forget that. They're never going to be able to take that away from those kids. And Purdue, don't tell me Purdue was sleeping. They were already alert to these dudes. You knock off some blue bloods on your way to, I mean, it's unbelievable. And then we, we got kids from New York and New Jersey. We're not intimidated. We do the intimidating. I loved everything about it. Oh, Max, that was the soundbite of the tournament. No matter what else happens the rest of the way, for Shaheen Holloway to say that after they beat Kentucky – I mean, that put everybody on notice. So nobody was sleeping on St. Peter's after the fact. I mean, you're talking about a 15 seed beating a number two. In the history of the tournament, since they've been doing the seeding, 15 seeds are 9 and 135 against two seeds. Come on, man. It doesn't happen. And you're talking about them making a run and beating two AP top 10 teams to get to the Elite Eight. Give that man his respect. Just let me tell you about this dude. So I had a chance to go to Seton Hall. Tommy Amaker was recruiting me. He was once the associate head coach at Duke. Went on to Seton Hall. Me too. Shaheen me Holloway. Too. Oh, sorry. No, not me. Sorry. <laughs> I saw Shaheen Holloway play in the McDonald's All-American game. It was the same game with Kobe Bryant. There were some people that talked about Shaheen Holloway more than they talked about Kobe Bryant. Yep. That game, by the way. This is how bad of a dude this dude was. I went to Seton Hall, and I was like, yo, I, I don't think I can come here. I don't know if I'll see the court behind <laughs> Shaheen Holloway. So, look, it's, it's a foregone conclusion conclusion that he is going to conclusion foregone conclusion that he is going to go to Seton Hall what this does to Seton Hall basketball now Rutgers has had a great season Steve Peichel St. John's we could talk about that but what this does to Seton Hall basketball Mm. it puts them on the map and Jersey especially like New York obviously everyone has the New York's a guard city all that stuff Jersey has produces so many world-class athletes in the NFL and NBA and and somehow like Texas, California, Florida, right, gets the shine. But Jersey produces, in the North, it produces these dudes. Seton Hall is the, is the perfect place for Shaheen Holloway. And interest in tri-state area kind of college mm. basketball is about to go through the roof, in my opinion. East Orange, it's that guard, that gritty. Like, if you pay attention to the way they played, even though North Carolina bullied them to a degree, they were undersized, yeah. right? But, like, it's little things. Like, people would say, Shaheen Holloway would say this back in the day. Yo, if you're leaving our games and you don't have claw marks on your arms and your hands, then we haven't done our job. Think about that. Like, you're leaving games with scratch marks, claws on your – because the amount of times they're raking down on the ball, scratching you, hands on you. Like, that's Jersey, New York City basketball. And that's what Seton Hall's – they had it to a degree with Kevin Willard. But it's about to be different. You no, know what happened to me in that game, though, really, is offensively, they didn't, like, they're not a great offensive team, but they, yep. they just couldn't get it together offensively early. And then it was too much for them to overcome as the game went on. Yep. But they were a scrappy. They played with so much heart. They took on the character of their coach, who now, by the way, probably about to put a zero on the end of his paycheck, right? And oh, what does no this doubt. mean for Seton sure. Hall yep. basketball? Oh, making two hundred thousand dollars a year. He's about to make two to three million now. He, 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 he almost, every penny. I, I thought he almost priced himself out of the Seton Hall market because of getting to it. If he had gotten to the Final Four, now there might have been some. He, he go, might not some, be going to Seton Hall. He might be going to a different. There might program, have been a job man. that became open. It may not have been available, but somebody would have said no. We, yeah, you're on your way out. We need him right now. Yeah. By the way, good thing then that it got stopped in the Elite Eight because Seton Hall got a like 
I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what they do next year if, in fact, that goes through with Shaheen Holloway. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key today. With insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. All right, guys, let's go back to the NBA. It feels like I mean, excuse my language, but that's what it feels like. You know, I came in with the mindset, understanding it was the playoff implications and things of that nature. So we also got a lot of guys on our ball club that haven't played in playoff games. So you heard LeBron feels bad, man. Wasted opportunity. Jay, LeBron, to me at a certain point, said I'm going to win the scoring title if these dudes don't want to play. Right, and that's what he's doing. That's not really most. He can, he's capable of doing it at an all-time elite level. He's going to wind up leading the world in points scored by the time it's all over. But it's not really what he does. He's a team lifter in every sense. Right, he can do it even on the defensive end. He can hook teammates up. He can score if you need him to. All that, but it does seem like in the past, Jay, even if it's LeBron alone, when he decides to turn it on, you ain't going to miss the playoffs. These dudes are about to miss the play in. What happened? This dude is three years away from being 40. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He's three years away from being 40. And I hear that it's a natural inclination, CC, for media to put all that weight on LeBron James' shoulders. But what else would you want this man to do? And to all the people out there on social media, oh, he's just starting his pats. This dude needs to drop 39, 45, 50 for them to win games. I have a theory I want to run by you guys. Here's my theory. Remember when Tiger Woods, when Tiger Woods came on the scene, you had guys like Jay Haas golfing, fat, 50 years old, smoking cigarettes, not athlete. I mean, athletic in certain hand-eye coordination, but you wouldn't think of Jay Haas as a world-class athlete. Tiger Woods' effect was this. Parents of athletic young children started putting golf clubs in their hands Mm because Tiger, right? Oh, look at this. He became the biggest star in the world after Jordan. So now when Tiger got older and came back from injury and everything – He is a victim of his own success and influence because now he's playing against a better group of athletes than ever before, partly because of him, right? He raised the game. I wonder how much LeBron's style of play, right? Because after after MJ, it was all ISO hero ball guys. Mm -hmm. LeBron ushered in the new era of like magic meets Michael. You can score if you have to, but Luka Doncic and all these guys are, are distributing the ball and everything now. I wonder how much LeBron is a victim of his own influence at this point in his career. Just as he's getting older, he's facing better players than ever before because he showed them the way. No, you're right, Max. And here's the thing. LeBron James used to be able to dictate the game in so many different ways, whether it's controlling the pace and the tempo on the offensive end or being dominant on a defensive end. I don't think he's quite capable of doing that anymore. And then beyond that, you're talking about him laying down the blueprint on how you win championships in today's NBA with joining other superstars, what we saw him do in Miami, what we saw him do in Cleveland, what we saw him do in L.A. Now he's having to deal with other superstars doing those same things. And so you're right. He is a victim of not only his style of play, but but also his influence in terms of how athletes embrace their agency and put themselves in the best positions to compete for championships every year. I agree with the latter point, CeCe, but I I don't agree with your first point, Max. And and here's why. About? Uh, About he's being a victim. Of his own influence. There's not a lot of players that are – like who are the players that play like LeBron? Okay, well, Luka I Doncic, Luca. I would say something else. Kevin Ooh. Durant. Let me Kevin, just, well, Kevin Durant's different. He's but, the most lethal scorer probably in the game. He of basketball is, but Jay, what I saw, he is. But what I saw in Golden State was a, by the end, 
when he hurt is a, a great passer. Yes, agree. Uh, you know, well, like yeah, he became yeah. underrated. He became, he's an underrated great passer. Up, I he's agree. a team player. He elevates people around. He can team carry differently now. And I think partly, I imagine it has to be a LeBron influence. He raised I agree, the game. But, that I mean, way. they're fighting for the ninth seat. So I yeah, I mean, much different Much different reason. I, I hear. But all, all I'm saying is, to me, this speaks way more on LeBron, the GM, and I give Ooh, him credit. Good. Because he won a championship two years ago. He just won one, right? So I think anybody would take that winning percentage, with the exception of Laker fans, who CC's here is kind of shaking his head like it's not enough. But he made the wrong bet. Here we go. He made the wrong bet on Chris, Russell that's Westbrook. A good point. On G- Russell Westbrook, he made the wrong bet. And so my thing is, when I watched LeBron James have 39 after he rolled the ankle early in the second quarter and played through it in order to fight for the playing tournament, AD is nowhere to be found. And Russell Westbrook is still healthy, Look, but he's not lifting the team the same way. Chris, I want to, I want to count, I want to comment on that because I think I want to f- further like. Unpack that point. Mm-hmm. LeBron, the GM in Cleveland, when he decided to go back to Cleveland, I mean, the big three they put together in Miami is no brainer. Everyone knows that's incredible. Yeah. In Cleveland, he sees, oh, they keep drafting one overall, and Kyrie got something. And they got enough juice now to go trade for Kevin Love. All right, I'm going to go mess with them. LeBron, the GM, right? Yep. Now everyone wants to join. In LA, in the, the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern Conference. In yeah, LA, really in LA he brings AD in. Me and AD can do this. Then when it's time to add to it, he decided, apparently, that. No, buddy, he'll not just a nice little piece to fit. AD and I are getting older. We need someone who can carry the team when we're not playing. We both have missed 20 games a year. Westbrook can do it. He was wrong. So LeBron, the GM, put LeBron, the player, in this position. You don't think so? No, I agree with that. And just to take that a step further, I mean, thinking that Anthony Davis would be the guy that he would pass the torch to as he got into his latter years – that was also a misstep. Now, you can't be too upset at it as a Lakers fan because you did get a chip out of it. The only caveat I would say to that, or the, the asterisk is, if you don't have that four-month layoff because of COVID, does Anthony Davis stay healthy throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of that playoff run that they had to win a chip? I don't know that he does. But it doesn't matter. But they got did. one. It doesn't, yeah, they it got doesn't one. matter. We got one. <laughs> exactly. But all I'm saying is And he is outplayed LeBron, Jokic. LeBron, LeBron, we're all focusing on Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis has to get some blame in this as well. Oh, one thousand percent. He has percent. to. Like, he's got to be in better shape in order to be available for his team. Nobody's disputing whether or not he's one of the best big men in the game. It's just the fact that he can't stay healthy. When he's asking Le- LeBron James to do too much. And we see LeBron taking on this workload, especially on the offensive side of the court. It's not sustainable. CC. We're talking about every other night him having to sit out because of knee soreness. That's a problem. But, but there are a couple things. One, you, not everyone's available. You have to wait till they get to year six. The way the NBA contracts are structured, no one turns down that first extension, you, right? You know who's available? Huh? Bradley Bill will be available. Okay, but I'm saying then when he I got know, AD. I know, but I, well, I'm, I'm okay. moving the ball forward down the field, right? Yeah. Now it's time. If, if you're LeBron James, you've been thinking about this. Say we don't make the play-in tournament. I'm averaging 39 for these last six, seven games. What else do you need me to do? Hey, I'm going to get Bradley Bill. Hey, Russ, thank you for your commitment. We appreciate all your help. Get out of How here. How do you get him? That's a great question. I'm sitting here waiting for that one. I don't know. You got to figure it out, though, Rob Palenka. Because my thing is, if you don't, then if you're LeBron James, why are you staying in L.A.? Here's the question. Not Westbrook. Does A.D. have enough Forget about who you would trade them for. Just ask yourself this. Does he have enough trade value? Put him on a scale, like the scales of justice either side. Does he have enough trade value, if as a two-team, three-team trade, whatever it is, gather asses, to get you a Bradley Beal? Does AD? If the answer is yes, the Lakers can get Bradley Beal. AD and others. 
I mean, I, I don't know who those others are. Young asset. I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker, even though he's played himself out. Sure. To a degree, THD, fine. You, 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 need, throw in you THD. Some other If you don't assets. want to commit to that Brad Beal contract long term, then absolutely. AD does have enough value. AD, just, let's it, not it forget. It comes down to an organizational decision. Because right? this is a short play. I mean, my, realistically, if you're LeBron and you can't make moves, why am I staying here? Let's not why forget. Am I, so why, do, why am I staying here and why do I want to deal with what comes along with being a Laker if you guys are going to keep diminishing my ultimate legacy? And I, I said this the other day. Look, people can say whatever they want. You're witnessing one of the greatest, maybe top two. Even yeah. if you want to put in one. Like, I have one in my book, it's fine. People are Michael Jordan, fine. Top two greatest players to ever play. And think top about three, some of these comments. Fine. Top three. But think about what we're doing conversation-wise on a daily basis to LeBron James. You're telling me this is going to go on for another year? You're LeBron James, who's very aware of his own brand, his own image. You want to go through this for another year? LeBron, Towards the end of your career? LeBron no and AD, when healthy, have been better than everyone in the West, including last year. They were better that's than the Suns. That's, that's, that's a huge caveat, man. However, <laughs> however, they have been unable to stay healthy. That's the problem. AD and, one of every out of, one of out of every three games he's had a DMP, and, and that's the and Street that's goes. the problem. It should we used to be one out of four, now it's one out of three, and there's a tipping point. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Greatest game in NCAA tournament history is Saturday. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Oh, oh. slap! <laughs> you, I always thought this song slapped. No. <laughs> Summertime. I'm just not you saying hit anymore. It's, huh. it's funny. Uh, I mean, we get the pun, but when you say it, it takes something off the joke. Why? It does. It just does. <laughs> Like when Jay said it earlier, it was cool. When you said it, I, I don't said know. it first. Jay said it after no, me. No, no, but the way you say we'll it, back though, Max, I don't even know what it is. It just it takes something off of it. Takes something off. It takes something off. How many? Of how many from it's kind of like kind of like Will Smith took something off the slap as you described. Mm. You broke it down. How many? How many? Uh, how many rap contracts you had in your life? How many uh, rap records you were zero? Listening? Okay, how about you, right. Jay? I, I, don't put me in this conversation. I'm just curious. It's between you and CC, oh, okay. don't involve me. All right. All right, that's good. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know how many records you had out. I had one, but My man that's has good. A record All right. out. Seth Greenberg, ESPN oh, basketball <laughs> analyst, is with us now. Giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Going on, coach. 
What's going on? A little ball, you know. We got a, a bluest of bloods final four. Jay Will's wearing a satin Duke jacket. I mean, you know on. what will time it is. Stop. Will you just stop with that? I mean, come on. I, I understand you got the A package now from the Brotherhood, but I mean, like rolling out the satin jacket. Well, come so on you have now. to explain to our audience and the guys because they looked at me strange when you said the A package. Can you please break down you see, why I haven't always been an A correspondence with our program? Yeah, Jay, Jay Will. You know when he was working besides me, and we were arguing all the time. Um, you know, if you said anything bad about the Brotherhood, about Duke at all, all of a sudden Jay went into the doghouse. Yeah, yeah. All right? And, yeah, you know, in the doghouse. So, you know, like, you know, back in the day when he was covering college basketball, he might get a T-shirt, you know, <laughs> you know, might get maybe a pullover if he was behaving himself. Yep. Then but when I talked about Grayson Allen, I got exiled. Oh, my God. No, 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 I wasn't allowed even, in the gym. I'm like, what is going on? Talk to. It's right there on TV. He's tripping, dudes. What do you want me to say? <laughs> but now, now, I mean, kind of gentler Jay Will. He gets the satin jacket. He's probably got, you know, the whole gear. I mean, he might even have another uniform. Yeah, he's knows. got the courtside tickets, too, right? To the Final Four of in New Orleans. Right? I mean, it's you Jay Will, What's crazy about this is, like, if it was just a friend of mine who, like, really rooted for Duke, I'd be happy for him. It's so funny when your when your boy is Jay Will, like that. He went back to back player of the year in the NCAA. Like, it's crazy. Seth, hey, argue me on this one because we're we're about to go back into our college basketball days. And I said this at the top of the show. This game, Duke versus North Carolina, in the rivalry, to me, is the biggest matchup going into a game that I think the NCAA tournament has ever had. The programs have never met in March Madness. It's Coach K's last hurrah. When you look at the overall series, Duke 50, North Carolina 49, you're only separated by 70 points, total point scheme throughout this whole thing. And the fact that Coach K has lost his last home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium to North Carolina. Am I wrong when I said this is the biggest matchup in college basketball history in NCAA tournament? Yeah, without a doubt. It's not even close. I mean, maybe you could say the Duke-UNLV rematch. but That's not, what I was but, wondering. But, but, right not, but not even close because – it's Duke Carolina. It's the biggest game of the year every single year. It's the highest rated game every single year. It's going to all of a sudden. And, and think about the stage it's on. It's not just on, you know, in, in the Final Four. It's on the Final Four after the pandemic. Because last year's NCAA tournament really wasn't a normal NCAA tournament without fans. It, it didn't have the pageantry, the energy, uh, and everything that surrounds, you know, the Final Four. I guess yeah. that, it's like if you took UNLV and Duke and reversed the years, yep. right? If Maybe. it was Final Four and then they met in the title game, but because it's reversed, I think I think Jay, you're right. I think Coach is right. This might be the one. Yeah, th- this is this is incredible. And and the other thing is, it's just the way Duke's playing because Duke's playing right now. They're the best team in college basketball right now, and it's amazing how they flipped the switch. And you know, to me, I have a philosophy on this. And they they flipped the switch. They're, they're scoring forty one half points a game in the paint. The NCAA tournament shooting seventy percent. 50% of their points are coming from the paint, which is different from during the season. But here's my question for you, Jay. Well, you played there. My thing is Duke season doesn't start until the NCAA tournament. Because when you go to Duke, all right, you go to Duke to get to the NCAA tournament. No, you go to Duke to get to the Final Four and hang banners and win national championships. So all that stuff before the season – Coach K's senior night, the pageantry everywhere he went. Coach K's last game at at, at NC State. Coach K's last game everywhere. Coach K's last ACC tournament. All that stuff sounds good. When it gets to the NCAA tournament, it's about the team, the team, the team. It's about those guys' journey and those guys trying to have a legacy of hanging a banner. Am I right or wrong? You're right. So when Coach K retires, Seth Greenberg, 
Mm-hmm. You know, Keyshawn J. Willemax, Chris Canty in for Key today. When Coach K retires, blank will be viewed as the best coach in college basketball. Fill it in. Who will be viewed after Coach K as the best coach in college basketball? Clooney. Clooney. Jay Wright. <laughs> Clooney, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jay Wright. I mean, I, look, what, look what he's done. Yeah. Uh, Jay Wright, what he's been able to do, obviously, is third Final Four, but how he's done it, the attitude in terms of the, the culture that he's created, uh, the environment that they've created, the success that they've had, the dominance they've had you know, in the Big East, not only in the Big East, there was a time when people said, well, you know, Jay Wright, he wins games during the league. You know, Basically, they, they said the same thing about Jay Wright that they said about Mark Few right now. They can't win, you know, get to the Final Four and win a championship. He, he, right now, what he's been able to do at Villanova is absolutely incredible. And, and it's all built on culture. It's all built on accountability. It's all built on – and let's face it, Jay is the voice – will become the voice of college basketball because he never says the wrong thing. The dude never says the wrong thing. He's respectful to the game. He's respectful to his opponent, yet he's not afraid to take a stand on certain things. So I think that Jay Wright in a lot of, will become uh, the voice of college. Seth, don't, you, don't you think Bill Self is right there? I mean, when you think about Bill Self, 15 regular season, Big 12 titles, the amount of times he's been to the tournament. If he, gets, if he wins one, he will be on par with Jay Wright for a tie with two national titles. Yeah, I th- look, I, I think – what Bill's done this year without first-round draft choices, without McDonald's All-Americans in relation to, like say, Duke has been incredible. The one thing that Bill has over overset right now is until that NCAA stuff is cleared up, I don't think the voice of college basketball can be in the middle of an you know NCAA inquiry. So if Shaheen Holloway, this is what the topic I'm actually interested in this whole tournament until you know like this run that they went on St. Peter's, if Shaheen Holloway has success at Seton Hall. Coach Seth Greenberg, this is the most excited I've been about New York area college basketball in I don't know how long, right? Could Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall get New York college ball back to where it's been in, I I don't know, decades? Well, Seton Hall's been to the NCAA tournament a ton of times under under Kevin Willard. That's not the issue. Here's the problem is what what winning and, and getting to the elite does for Shaheen Holloway and Seton Hall is it's instant credibility. Hiring a coach at Seton Hall... I mean, that's from St. Pete's to go to Seton Hall, former player. That sounds good. Hiring a guy that took took St. Pete to the Elite Eight changes the perception of that hire immeasurably. Now, here's the problem with that, Max. And look, it, it could, will it help? Uh, you know, the Northeastern basketball. Rutgers is better. St. John's is trying to get better. Obviously, Seton Hall's had success. St. Pete has made this run to you know to the Elite Eight. The problem we have here is, and Jay, will you understand it? Most of the kids that are, are from the city, the city guards, the guys that, that, that define New York City basketball, very few of them stay in New York to go to high school. They all go to prep school. Now, interesting, R.J. Davis, all right, A.J. Griffin, those guys that stuck around. Stepanak High School has an incredible basketball program. But they're few and far between. Most of the best players in New York, New Jersey, that basically Metroplex, that area, they go away for high school and prep school, and therefore they're, they're allegiant to coming back and rebuilding St. John's or Seton Hall or Rutgers is, is mitigated in a lot of ways. Coach, Wouldn't you agree, Jay? 1,000%. That's the problem. you got to keep guys home. Coach Seth Greenberg, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. All right, SG. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. you got to have a quarterback to win in the NFL, and one team believes they do. And one of us played for that team. We're not going to reveal which one of us until after the break. 
One of us, it's either Jay or me, Max Kellerman, or... Or the guy 6'8", 300 pounds. Chris Canty. (laughs) If you sit through the commercial break, you will know exactly who it is. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Guys, Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, at the press conference. By the way, wasn't at the press conference. They did a separate Zoom. They trot out the GM and, and Deshaun and everything, but the owners take a hideout and do a Zoom after the fact when there's less media attention, right? Here's Haslam from that Zoom was definitely conceived by football operations. I can tell you it was widely vetted throughout our organization, including ownership, but it was conceived in football operations. I think another way to say it is two different grand juries in two different counties looked at nine different criminal cases and decided not to move forward. We have to trust that process, Okay. So I think that's really important. I haven't asked Deshaun this. Well, actually, we have. I know that Deshaun learned through this process, just like all of us do every day in life, particularly when we hit a bump in the road. I mean, first of all, Chris, first he goes to, it's just football operations. Not yeah. me, don't look at me. And then he goes to, oh, and by the way, there were no criminal charges. Like, I, it's just like, a, it feels like a lack of accountability on the ownership level for the Cleveland Browns. And I don't know how that could even be possible, Max, because he's the guy that cuts a $230 million check to be put in escrow for Deshaun Watson's five-year fully guaranteed contract. There's no way that he can put distance between himself in this decision. Even if this was Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski's idea, Jimmy Haslam has to own it. He's the one that signs everybody's checks. You empower the individuals to make this decision. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to take this kind of tack. And furthermore, for you not to be there at the press conference is absolutely Did ridiculous. We, Chris, know how, we know how controversial I, I, this is. I just is. want to point one thing out. Chris Canty brought out tack, not mm-hmm. track or tact. Tact, which people get wrong. Tack. Ooh, Chris. Well, we talked about this. <laughs> when you make a decision to hire Deshaun Watson, you as an owner, you, your owner's wife, the family, you all have to come to an agreement. But this is the decision we're making as a franchise. So on the presser, I agree with you, CC. Why don't you see Jimmy Haslam and his wife and his family all by his side, not on a Zoom call, to be there to show we are in support of the move our franchise has decided to make? Yeah, you got to own it, man. And listen, we all understand it escalated 
when we saw the dismissal of the criminal charges in Harris County and the grand jury didn't indict there, Brazoria County didn't indict. So it was a situation where they just decided that he's going to play football. Why wouldn't we have him come play football for our team? Own that part of it. So John Mara doubled down on his confidence in Daniel Jones, guys. And here's the quote. People are realizing it's by far the most important position in sports, and either you have one or you don't. We think we have one, Mara said via Paul Schwartz of the New York Post. Okay, Chris Canty, you won a Super Bowl with my beloved New York football giants. Do they have a quarterback, yes or no? Max, I don't like the way that this show is going this morning because it's constantly putting me in positions where I got to bash the teams that I played for. Yeah, welcome to our lives. We did it with the Cowboys a little bit earlier in the hour. Now I'm going to do it again with the New York Giants. The reality is they don't. If you got to keep asking yourself the question of whether or not we got a franchise quarterback. In year four or five? Year four. The answer is no. And Bill Parcells used to always say this about potential. It just means you hadn't done it yet. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Daniel Jones, he hadn't been able to stay healthy any of the three seasons that he's played for the Giants for the entirety of the season. And he's a quarterback that has 50 total touchdowns to 49 total turnovers. So you guys tell me, is that good enough in today's NFL when you got guys like Joe, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson? Is that good enough? I mean, probably not. You got to ask me. I mean, look, this probably is, not. See, you're not the only one. This is Duke on Duke crime because I'm about to do what you're doing to your former team to a guy that graduated from well, Duke. Well, here's what makes it worse, Jay. It's not only my former team. Daniel Jones went to my high school. Oh, mm. yeah, <laughs> that makes it even, even more. Tidy. We play for the same high school coach. But we oh, were talking God. about bringing in Mitchell <laughs> Chris Trubisky. Candy, how could you? We were talking about bringing in Mitchell Trubisky. And no disrespect, you know, anytime somebody says no disrespect, they're about to give disrespect. Well, yeah, yeah. That's about to happen. Full disrespect. But like Will Smith type disrespect. Uh, yeah, somebody's going to get slapped. Yeah. Max Kellerman was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I'm okay with Mitchell Trubisky. I'm like, no, I'm not okay with Mitchell Trubisky. Hold on, do my voice again. I don't know. I don't know what that was. It just I don't know what you sound like out. Peter Brady yeah, or something like that. that got high when his voice changed, right? <laughs> but it's like when he signed with the Steelers, I was saying, I'm not, I'm not okay. He's not next level type of quarterback talent. Yeah. And you're talking about passing on Justin Fields for the Giants. I'm like, okay, that to me has quick twitch fibers. It feels I like wanted that the Giants be, to well, draft Justin Fields. Well, type quarterback if he can incend there, but that's not Daniel Jones. No, you're right, Jay, but I think what Max is bringing up is a valid point. It's the opportunity cost that you passed Agreed. on to take Daniel Agreed. Jones. Agreed. Like, you, you stayed with the quarterback too long in Eli Manning, so you took Saquon with the second overall. You, you drafted Daniel Jones, and you decided that, you know what, we're going to pass on the opportunity to take Justin Herbert in the 2020 draft when you oh, had the fourth that overall pick. makes me pick. sick. Just hearing that makes you know, me sick. And now you're looking at a situation where you passed on Justin Fields last year here are when the, you had an opportunity to take Chris, a quarterback. here are the obvious draft picks sitting there for the Giants that they passed on. Quentin Nelson, everyone knew, is a generational offensive lineman. No, we're going to take a running back. Yep. Uh, Justin Herbert. Oh. Justin Herbert because they're like, well, we already have our quarterback. You we don't need a quarterback. You passed on Josh Allen. Jo- you passed on Josh Allen. Hold on. Josh Allen Micah is an elite quarterback. Micah Parsons last year. The, now they had to make that deal because because the Bears wanted to trade up to grab Justin Fields. The Giants had to make that deal because they have so many holes. If people are offering you firsts and seconds, you got to take it, right? Mm. But because you have all those holes and you have to take that deal, you don't have Parsons. Well, these are elite players. If they stay healthy, they're going to the Hall of Fame. If you're drafting top ten, you should be drafting Hall of Famers in the NFL. There are too many guys with high enough floors that you don't have to be missing. Yeah, and that's the thing. With today's NFL, so much of it is geared around the quarterback. You've got to have a guy that's a difference maker, somebody that in those handful of throws can be 
the difference between your team winning a game versus your team losing a game. And we're seeing a lot of young quarterbacks come into this league and have success early on. And, Max, we know this. The most valuable commodity in the NFL is a starting quarterback on a rookie deal. That's Why? Mm-hmm. Because it allows you to surround that quarterback with the requisite talent to compete at a championship level. If you don't believe me, ask Brandon Staley and the L.A. Chargers what they're doing this offseason. And here's the thing that makes it even worse, is that I'm sitting there looking at this arms race in the AFC, and I see all these incredible quarterbacks going to all these different teams. And I'm looking at the NFC, and I'm saying, okay, the Rams, I get it. Okay, I'm thinking about, you know, Tom, Bur- you know, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, I get it. But, like, with the exception of that, Dak Prescott, maybe talk about Kyler Murray. Like, it seems like it's open, does it not? Yeah, and it's I open, think- but not for the Giants. That's what I'm saying. It's, not, it's, it's open, open, but not for Listen, our Max, team. Max, the it- fact is, they have the worst record in the National Football League since 2017. Yes, yeah, nuts. That's facts. It's nuts. Well, they're tied with the Jets. Yeah, but that's not a territory that Giants. Fans I don't want to be in the same conversation no. with Jets. Exactly. No, of course not. Who of course wants not. to be there? Yeah, the bottom it's not line. A good place to live. Not a good neighborhood. <laughs> the bottom line about the quarterback situation is because they're so important. And there are only so many of them that are actually elite, right? By definition, they can't all be elite. Either you have one or you don't. So what happens when someone doesn't have one? They start squinting and seeing what they want to see. Daniel Jones, yeah, he can run and he can throw. So they start seeing what they want to see. Uh, That's why the Mitchell Trubisky thing for me, Jay, was all right. Because based on what was available for them, they went out and got the most athletic guy they could. How's that look now? Well, after, after <laughs> Watson went to the Browns, How's the now you got Deshaun and, and, and Joe Burrow and, and Lamar Jackson in the division. It doesn't look so great. But Whose name doesn't fit in that category? You can still make the playoffs because Mike Tomlin's never going to be under 500. So you know right See, away. Not with Mr. Bisky. Not with Mr. Bisky. He did it with Mason Rudolph. I said this today. He did it with who? Mason Rudolph. He made the playoffs with Mason Rudolph. He went eight and eight. Yeah, he didn't make the playoffs. I'm saying you know he's going to be over five hundred. Yeah, I do, but I don't think it's going to be with Mitch Trubisky. That's a hot take, man. I think too. So who's not making the playoffs? Jimmy G. They're going to draft him. Of course, Malik. I mean, he was smiling at Malik Willis now. But Malik Willis doesn't look like he's ready to start Week One. But look, the two teams I picked not to make the playoffs this year. I know, hedging my bet here. Pats, Steelers. I'm, I'm saying it. The AFC is loaded. It's lo- I'm betting against Mac Jones, and I'm betting against Mitchell Trubisky. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, if you, just, not if you just look at the AFC, where does Mitch Trubisky fit That's in terms of the saying, ranking the of quarterbacks? You know what? Like, is he like what, you the 10th, 11th best quarterback in the AFC? Yeah. You know at, best, at, at best. Like you know what just <laughs> 9, hit me 10? when Jay said that, Chris? It used to be the NFL. Like, I look at the different leagues different ways. NBA is star-driven. The, the best players make the most impact on your franchise. Major League Baseball is GM-driven. You need the smartest GM, right, to put together the team. NFL, to me, was always coach-driven. The great head coaches are always in the playoffs. But Jay is picking against Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin, right? And what's the difference now? No Tom Brady, no Ben Roethlisberger. It's really turned into a league because they keep changing the rules to favor the offense and protect the quarterback. Quarterback is that's why they get that's why they start making demands like NBA stars now. The quarterback is that important. Yeah, they have that kind of leverage, but that being said, Bill Belichick found his way into the playoffs with Mac Jones and Mike Tomlin did that with the Ben Roethlisberger that's past his prime. So Still I'm not great com- I'm not comfortable living in that neighborhood either, Max, where I'm betting against those two head coaches. Steelers Just are gonna make it over it. the Bengals? That's, that's what I'm saying. When you start going through them, it's not a great. It's not a great place to be. Don't forget. <laughs> it's not a great place to be. Don't forget. We went through them each individually. I just I'm told like, you it's not a great wait, place to guys, be. Guys, don't, don't forget there are four teams from the AFC West. They might all make it. Four of those teams might make it. That means no, one, no other wild cards from anywhere else. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a conversation based on what happens the rest of the way, which is the tougher division in football, the AFC North or the AFC West. West. See, see, you can I, say that. Yeah, I mean, North is a beast, but West is something else. Right? Start, I'm starting to see you get a little tight, man. I'm just saying, the, char- the, char- the Chargers got to actually pa- get in the playoffs before I'm going to start believing in them. I'm just saying, Teddy, Teddy Bruschi said he takes them to the AFC that. Championship game. I'm, they've made some moves. So now, if you want to bet against Herbert. Brandon Staley, fine, but I like what I'm seeing from them. I, I like it, So too. much pressure on Herbert. Dream teams don't mean we're going to win a Super Bowl. Philadelphia tried that. didn't work out for them. Chris Canty wasn't happy with being put in a position to trash the Giants. What about the Cowboys. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.